Well, Mr. Race discovered that Jane has pledged herself to sell 50 tickets for the charity play in which she is rehearsing the part of a maid. The tickets she doesn't sell, Mr. Race accidentally learned today, she is financially responsible for herself at $3 apiece. The scene now is the Ace's bungalow early evening. Jane isn't home from rehearsal yet. Marge is alone as the door opens and Mr. Race comes home. Listen. Where is she? Who, Jane? Yes, Jane. Well, she's not home yet. I only just got in myself. I guess she's still rehearsing. Oh, she's rehearsing. Well, wait till she hears what I've been rehearsing. What? Oh, boy, wait till she gets here. Well, what's the matter? Oh, nothing, nothing. Everything's dandy. Now, just a second, too. I want to know what's happened. Oh, nothing more than usual. My brilliant roommate just threw away $132, that's all. Threw away a hundred... really nothing. I don't mind the money. It's just that I get myself all smeared up when I go down to the basement to make some new hundred-dollar bills. And I just didn't feel like working tonight. Can you stand still long enough to tell me what happened? What's this hundred and thirty-two dollars? How come the odd amount? There's nothing odd about it. She does it every chance she gets, doesn't she? Does what? That's what I'm trying to find out. Well, in a few well-chosen words, Marge, here's all she did. She signed a pledge to be financially responsible for 50 tickets to this play that she's got herself mixed up in. The tickets she doesn't sell, she has to pay for herself. So far, she sold me four and you two. That's six. At least 44. At three dollars a piece, figure it out yourself. A hundred and thirty-two dollars. Something Jupiter. Just call me A. When? When was all this? When did she sign this? The day she got the 50 tickets from that ticket committee that came here. I just found out about it this morning. Some woman came into the office selling tickets to this affair. So I told her that my darling little wife had already sold me four tickets. And we got to talking, and this woman said that they had all signed a pledge to get rid of 50 tickets, in return for which they were to be in the play. Oh, I see. But... But Jane didn't say anything about signing. Maybe she didn't. Oh, yes, she did. Yes, indeed. She signed all right. But she signed. She didn't know what it was all about. I talked to her on the phone at the rehearsal. What'd she say? Well, mostly she said I didn't know what I was talking about. And then when I tried to tell her that she was stuck for this money, she said she was busy rehearsing and she'd see me later at dinner and hung up on me. But did she say she signed something? Yes, Marge, she signed something. She didn't know what, but she signed. I asked her if she read what she signed before she signed it, and she said she hadn't even had time to read last Sunday's paper yet. So how could... <laughs> Oh, it's very funny, isn't it? <laughs> yes, indeed, it's awfully funny. A hundred and thirty-two dollars. Well, she still has time to sell the tickets. The play isn't to be given until sometime. Yeah, sell them to home. The town's jammed with women pledged to sell 50 tickets. They canvass everybody everywhere. We'll have to start selling them to each other pretty soon. Oh, I know. Mr. Ness. Oh, yes, Mr. Ness. He was going to take a party of 30 or so, remember? Well, what's the matter? Did he back out? Oh, no, he's going. Well, Jane can still sell him 30 tickets. Mm, I suppose I didn't think of that. I suppose I didn't break my neck getting over to his office when I came to after I learned what she had done. Well? Well, he bought the tickets someplace else. What? Yes, you remember the night. Right in this room, I told Jane that Neff wanted to throw a dinner party for Betty and Carl and go to this charity affair after the dinner and she could sell him 30 tickets. Well, she said she wouldn't have time to sell tickets anymore. She was too busy working on the play, remember? Oh, isn't that awful? You took the words right out of my mouth. Well, I don't understand it. As long as she had the tickets, why didn't she sell them to Mr. Ness? 
Hey, that's an idea. I never thought oh, of that. Oh, now stop being so sarcastic and stop walking around. Listen, Marge, you're going to stay out of this. Now, this time I'm really sore. I'm just waiting till she gets here. I just want to hear some fancy excuses. Well, I can see what her excuse will be. She just didn't know what she was finding. Well, is that an excuse for... Marge, no. she is. Is that you, Jane? Uh, yes, Marge. Um, everybody home already? Yes. Oh, he is, huh? Yes, he is. Uh, now, just a minute, dear. I know what you're going to say, and you're right. Anything you say is right. Just call me anything. Well, I'll start alphabetically. You're absolutely right. When you told me over the phone that I have to pay for all those tickets myself, well, I just couldn't believe my receiver. Well, the minute the rehearsal was over, I dashed right over to Mrs. Burnside's apartment like a bat out of a belfry. Who's Mrs. Burnside? She's the ticket committee. She's the I'm one not that... interested in what you did today. It's what you did last week when you now, signed... Now, just a minute, dear. I'm talking. Oh. When you told me this, I knew I didn't sign anything like that. And that's what I told her. I said, I didn't sign anything that said I would have to pay for all these tickets. And she said, oh, yes, you did. And I said, oh, no, I didn't. Oh. Well, we hummed and hawed like that for about five minutes. And then I said, well, if I did, you'll have to show me, I said. And she said, I'll bet you you did. And I said, all right, I'll bet. Uh, and she said, how much? And I said, no money, just a mind bet. So she went to the desk and took out a card. And you won the bet? No, I lost my mind. You lost? <laughs> and so you had signed the card? Yes, but I couldn't believe my eyes. But there it was, Jane Ace in black and white. Well, then I saw red. I said, what do you mean by making me sign a thing like this? And she said, well, we told you it was a pledge, and you're responsible for these tickets, she said. It's a matter of principle. And I said, it's not the principle, it's the money I'm talking about. And she said, well, I'm sorry. And I said, oh, sorry. I'll get even with her in time. Time wounds all heals, and that's all she Wounds all oh, <laughs> And to make matters worse, the other night I told you where you could sell 30 tickets. The Mr. Neff, you remember, and you said you weren't selling tickets anymore. Mr. Neff, 30 tickets, remember? Yes, I remember, and I've got some bad news about that, too. We already bought tickets from some other lady. No. Yes, we know, James. Oh, who told you? Nobody told us. Don't you think I broke my neck getting over there when I found out what a mess you'd gotten me into? You? Well, you're not in this. I... That's the first thing I said to myself here. I said, this is my own fault, and I'm going to pay for my mistake. Oh, you're going to pay the $132. Well, I'm going to try to sell some more tickets, and the tickets I can't sell and have to pay for, I'll pay for myself. Where are you going to get any money like that? I don't know, but this is all my fault, and I'll get it by hook or eye. By hook or eye? This is one time you're right, here, and I'm wrong. Oh, one time? Yes. You told me I should always read what I sign, and I didn't do it. I'm the one to blame. Well, that's fair enough. But where is she going to get $132? I'll sell some tickets. I'm not going to get stung for all of these. I'll sell them to somebody. Bad chance. If you'd have given up this silly idea of acting and gone out and tried to sell tickets, you might have been able to before everybody in town was canvassed. Well, I'll find time now. Why, Jane, are you out of the play? Out of the play, I should say not, to be contrary. To be contrary? Yes, to be contrary. I'm getting bigger parts than ever now. Oh, you and your play. What, what do you mean, bigger part? Well, I sure told that Mrs. Burnside a thing about the kind of a part they gave me. A maid, I said. Who ever heard of paying $132 for a maid, I said to her. I'm not interested in the play. What? Well, I am, and I told them that if they didn't give me a bigger part, I'd make trouble. Well, that got them. No sooner said, the better. 
They called up Mr. Hampton and they made him give me a bigger part. What part are you going to play? Oh, I'm still playing the maid, and I'm still understudy for Mrs. Lewis in the leading part. But the maid is going to have more to do. I'll say she is. The maid's going to start peddling tickets, or I'm going to start peddling shoestrings. Say, why don't you well, stop it? Look at you. You're positively livid. Yes, isn't he the livid? Honestly, dear, after a person tell you, tell you that she's wrong and you're right, I think you'd be a little friendlier. Oh, do you want me to kiss you for what you've done? He's there, not in front of Mark. <laughs> now about the... <laughs> look how I'm blushing. <laughs> Don't look anymore. <laughs> oh, isn't this awful? <laughs> well, now about the play. Well, they're putting in another scene for the maid. Oh, not only that, but you know that first line that I've got where I come in and say, the phone, madame? Yeah. Well, they're making that longer, too. I'm going to say the telephone, madame. Oh, they're batting the part, huh? Two <laughs> syllables for $132. And not only that... Oh, stop talking about the money, dear. I'm going to be reliable for that. Oh, you are? Yes, and that's what I told Mrs. Burnside. I'll get rid of as many tickets as I can, and I'll pay for the rest. Out of what? Yes, and if I'm lucky, what? I might sell all of them. How? Oh, I've got a scheme. I thought it out. Now about the other thing in the play. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Oh, what is it? Well, he's in the last oh. act. You see, this Mrs. Weatherby is going out that night with her husband. This is after they've had this big fight and they're making up. Well, she sends Marie, that's me, she sends Marie to get her ermine wrap. And I say, yes, madame, the ermine wrap. Is that all? Well, no. Then I go out and they talk some more, she and Mr. Weatherby. And when she says, where is that maid? Like that kind of mad like, I come in with the ermine wrap. See? Well, is that all? Well, isn't that a lot? Not for 132 smackers, it's not. Oh, you're still talking about that money. Forget about it, dear. I'm reliable for that. All you have to worry about is the ermine wrap. Yes, all I... All, what was that? The ermine wrap. What What about the ermine wrap? Well, I have to get one, that's all. You have to get one? Sure I do. I have to come out with this ermine wrap, don't I? Listen, you have to come out with 44 tickets. 44. <laughs> now, wouldn't Mrs. Weatherby look silly dressed in 44 tickets? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it says distinctively an ermine wrap. I haven't got one, have I? No. Well, I'll get one. Oh, you will. Oh, I certainly can't use my polo coat. How would it look if Mrs. Weatherby went out in evening clothes and a polo I'm coat? I'm not interested in how Mrs. Weatherby looks. Well, I'm not either. But can't you picture the how I look draped in this ermine wrap that I bring out from Mrs. Please Weatherby? Please take her off of me. Now, look, dear. I've said I was wrong about the tickets and signing that card. I admit I was wrong about that. Wrong is wrong. But two wrongs make a right. I'm right about this. About what? About the ermine wrap. Oh, what do you want from me? I want a wrap. Please, Jane, don't tempt me. <laughs> Jane's determined to dress up her part in the play. But she concentrates on the scheme to get rid of those tickets when next we meet the Easy Aces.